aerobic exercises, if you take away the music, we're all exhausted in no time. And the music itself carries us in a way to be able to repeat a pattern and strengthen our body for much longer periods of time. Great music. Are we looking at the greatness in music, the performer, the composer, or the listener? In Greece, music was considered the perfect bridge between the soul and the spirit, and that the perfection of the soul was manifested throughout the body through the perfection of the finely tuned mathematical proportions of the harp and the lute. Is this just a great dream? Is it just a mythic greatness that kind of wallows in our emotional world that gives us a sense of wouldn't it be wonderful if music actually could heal? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could listen to just the mythic greatness of Wagnerian opera or great soul gospel music and truly heal our bodies? I think that we must remember in this modern world that we are not hearing or listening to music like any of our ancestors. In the last 25 years, all of us have the capacity to hear cassette music and radio and FM and develop fine, fine CD collections, and that our ears are, if anything, so overfed that we cannot discriminate part of the energies within sound that were so powerful in other times. If you can imagine living in Leipzig, in the years when Bach was playing cantatas and composing organ works, and that you literally walked for days to be able to hear live music in these grand pipe organs and this great sense of devotion that was taking place. Or take yourself back to the Gothic cathedrals in France, where in the year 1300 or 1350, as a pilgrim, you would walk for days and suddenly enter a world with light that is coming through windows of blues and reds and that there were unusual smells in the form of incense and that every utterance of a choir in a Gregorian context was quite remarkable. The human physical listening system has a tremendous emotional and psychological impact on the whole body and the mind. And I think the ear over the last decade or two has had to work at how to filter out sounds rather than focus in sounds. We are overfed. We have so much sound around us, the neon lights, the traffic, the car, even the digital clock that's in our bedroom emits frequencies that our ear may not hear, but our body truly does sense. Through the refined work of Dr. Alfred Tomatis and other researchers around the world, we're finding that even if we're deaf in certain frequencies, the vibrations within sounds truly do affect our body and can be measured in a number of ways. What's amazing to me is that in my early life, I was simply a good childhood musician, taking piano lessons, playing in the band in San Antonio, Texas. I loved music. I know that from the time I was 
four or five years old, I would crawl under the piano and take off the bass of an old upright, and I would play it as a harp. I would sit on the pedal and listen to those vibrations whirl around me. And it was more than just a song. It was an impression upon my body. It was almost as if it were a smell of sound. And I remember my grandmother often pushing me out from under the piano, trying to get me up with my fingers pressing down quite selected and prejudiced notes to see if I could create something beautiful. But I found it much more interesting to clomp around the keyboard, playing with the pedals, and seeing what kind of energy paintings I could really make. I did know the difference between noise and interesting sounds, but that was about the extent of it. It was like opening a part of me that had been hearing in black and white and suddenly there was a panoply.